It's always good to be home. I learned in uh, preaching school that when you're going to preach on the first passage, you go ahead and you give everybody a reminder of what was uh, of what was shared. These are those from Book of Revelation. These are those who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship Him day and night within His temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. And He will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. If I were going to tag this message for us tonight, I would tag it after the ordeal. After the ordeal. And what we find in our text this evening is that after the ordeal, three things happen. There is a washing. There is worship. And there is wiping away. There is a washing. Have you ever come in contact with a situation or a person and it just gave you an icky feeling? You, you know what I'm talking about? And, and, and after you come in contact with the person, you say, I, I, I just need to, you know, I need to take a shower or something. I just need to get this uh, washed away. The reality is that sin, uh, by sin we mean those destructive forces that uh, seek to divide uh, God's good creation. God heals and unifies, but there are forces in this uh, world that divide and destroy. And when we come in contact with sin, it leaves us feeling a little icky. Whether we willingly participated in what happened or it just happened to us, uh, uh, we, we can feel it. There's a uh, lingering with sin. And we need a washing. A washing. In our text, it talks about washing coming from the blood of the Lamb. There's, a, there's an old hymn. We sing it most Sundays over at my church during communion. There is power. Power. Wonder-working power. In the blood of the Lamb. There's power in that blood. You know, we, our reaction is to try to wash away what's happened in the ordeal that we've dealt with. We try to wash it away uh, with a shower or, or with distractions like television. We try to wash it away in all kinds of behaviors and it still lingers. But there's power in the blood of the Lamb. And that wonder-working power has the capacity not to wash away what's on the outside, but to wash away what's being carried on the inside. Huh? The blood of the Lamb is like spiritual detox for the lingering sin. Uh, I was on a walk this, uh, this afternoon with... Uh, few of my church members, and I learned about an old remedy I'd never heard before. You know, it's one of those grandmothers passed it on to the grand, great, great, you know, that passed on to great grandmother, to grandmother, grandmother, to, and, um, and so this remedy, apparently, he, he, he said, you know, 
we used to do preventative medicine in my household. My, my mother used to put, I'd never heard of this, sugar, kerosene, onions, and gin. I, I, see, some, I see a nod there in the back. Somebody knows, knows what my church member is talking about. And, and any time that I had uh, any cold going, he said, anybody in our family had any cold going, mom would turn the stove on. Begin mixing the ingredients up. Take some of this. And he said, the idea was before the sickness could take hold to detox the inside of the system. Huh? To detox the system to get cleaned out. There's power in the blood of the Lamb, to detox your system and get the sin out. There's a washing. And then there's worship. Worship is a response to contact with God. When God washes us, we're ready to worship. And uh, this text in particular, there's a misconception about the book of Revelation. People Think of Revelation at the end of the Bible. Think it's all about the end times, right? All the, 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 anybody crazy talking about end times is going to pull out which book? Book of Revelation, right? The book of Revelation isn't all about the end times. The book of Revelation is a heavenly vision. What you're getting to do is peek into what's happening in heaven right now and get a glimpse of the heavenly choir standing around God and around the throne clothed in white with palm branches in their hands. You're getting a vision of the perpetual worship that happens in heaven. Every moment, every second of every day, there is worship of God happening in heaven. And what we do when we pause on a Monday night to worship is that we say we are going to join together with the saints in heaven and we are going to worship the way that they're worshiping all the time. When there's a washing, it's an opportunity to worship. And you know, we don't have to always worship corporately. We don't always have to come together on Monday night to worship. Some of my best worship experiences here at Richmond Hill over my years here happened uh, in uh, uh, secret corners by myself was when I would really get happy, you know. When I would really worship was when I closed the door of my room and when I could really open up to God and, and talk to God, tell God what was happening, approach God's heavenly throne, move into God's presence. When I was alone uh, in the recesses of Richmond Hill was when I could really get on my knees and bow down and lay low and say, God, thank you, God, thank you. And so I wonder, even if you don't get happy tonight, if there might be a moment sometime in the next... <laughs> 24 hours when you get a little time alone and you can close your door and you can enter into God's heavenly presence and allow yourself the freedom to really worship God. Allow yourself the opportunity. God has washed you uh, with the blood of the Lamb and now it's your opportunity to worship. I, I even did it at home recently. I was surprised I hadn't really done this since Richmond Hill, but I was doing the dishes the other night and I... Uh, you know, I was doing the dishes, and I had my uh, earphones in. My wife was in taking care of the baby, and something just hit me. I mean, I had praise hands going, look back, make sure, you know, I could have a little time of worship while I did the dishes. Allow yourself the space, uh, whether you're here at Richmond Hill or whether you go home. Worship God. Give yourself the freedom to join with the saints in heaven.
there's a washing. There's worship. And then there's a wiping away. Have you ever heard the phrase, forgive and forget? Forgive and forget, it's common parlance, forgive and forget. But as Christians, uh, that is not really uh, our path to healing. Learn this here at Richmond Hill. Uh, Our path to healing is to forgive and remember. Forgive and remember. When you look at this text and you see that God wipes around, wipes away every tear from our eyes. What the text is trying to let us know is that though we've been through the experience, God is capable of removing the emotional content that lingers with us after the ordeal. Look at it. It doesn't say that you don't go through the ordeal. The saints go through the ordeal. You've been through an ordeal, whether it's personally or as a community in your community of faith, as a nation. Uh, we face ordeals as a world. We're facing an ordeal. You've gone through some ordeals. God doesn't promise uh, to deliver us from every ordeal. What God promises is to wipe away every tear such that the emotional content that still lingers with you is removed and you can face the experience and remember it without being overwhelmed by your emotional state. Forgive and remember. I want to finish up tonight with this. I, um, I have a baby. <laughs> I, have, I have a six-month-old at home, uh, Langston. And uh, it's remarkable with babies how they can have an experience, shed tears, and when you respond, their emotional state is capable of adjusting immediately. It's, it, the experience happened, but the emotional state is capable of changing with the uh, uh, response of who? Of a loving parent. Mm-hmm. When the loving parent takes the baby up in your arms, the baby is capable of moving from a state of emotional dissonance to a state of emotional joy. God will wipe away every tear from your eye, like a loving parent taking you up in God's arms, using God's uh, finger to wipe away the pain of the experience that you've had, able to remove the emotional blemish that's still marking you, able to move you into a new state of joy. We all face ordeals. But God will wash you. Then you can worship. And God will come with that loving finger and wipe away the tear from your eyes. Amen.